The Ziggler Show, timeless inspiration from Zig Ziggler that's influenced over 250 million people worldwide, inspiring true performance in your work and life today. Welcome to episode 295 of The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. Today's show focus is raising expectations for yourself. We're going to kick off with a clip from Zig Ziglar, then follow with a discussion. I'll be joined live by Tom Ziglar, CEO of Ziglar and proud son of Zig. For those of you who are live with us right now on Facebook at ZiglarShow.com, where anyone can join us Mondays at 1 p.m. Central Time. We're watching the comments and discussions and eager to get your take on what Zig shares. So without further ado, here is Zig Ziglar and his message for us today. I'm Zig Ziglar with your encouraging word for the day. Most of us remember that Jaime Escalante, the immigrant from Bolivia, was featured in a movie on television and a book was written. And the title of it was Stand and Deliver. One of his experiences intrigued me a great deal more than the movie Stand and Deliver did. It seemed that in his class he had two Johnnies. One Johnny was every mother's nightmare. The other was every uh, mother's dream. One did all the good things. The other one did all the bad things. One night at a PTA meeting, a mother came up to Mr. Escalante and says, Tell me about my Johnny. Well, Escalante assumed that the mother would not be asking about the bad Johnny. Uh, he assumes he was asking about the good one. And, 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 he, and so he said to her, Oh, Johnny is such a delightful lad to have in class. He's an asset. He, the, he's a good role model for the other kids. He's always on time. He does everything he's supposed to. Just a wonderful child. Well, the next day, the bad Johnny came up to uh, Mr. Escalante and said, Mr. Escalante, I know that I've been doing some terrible things, disrupting the class, coming in late, not getting my assignments, but I just want you to know how much I appreciate what you said to my mother last night. And Mr. Escalante, from this moment on, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to live up to what you told my mother about me. The exciting story is that he went from an F student almost immediately to a C student. And by the end of the year, he was on the honor roll. Mr. Escalante had unwillingly given Johnny something to live up to. Folks, I'm absolutely convinced that when we give people something to live up to, we raise them up. When they've got those standards that are there and they hope that things will be better, that they can do things, then action will follow. Take that approach, be a good finder, and I'll see you at the top. Well, there you go. That right there, giving people something to live up to is obviously what uh, Zig is renowned for and built his legacy on. So on one hand, and uh, Tom is with me, Tom Ziegler live with me right now from Ziegler headquarters while I come to you from the Rocky Mountains. And I want to talk about that one on the just the history of Zig doing that, that he from the stage to millions of people and through his products, he did that. He gave us something to live up to, to live a better story in essence. And so one, obviously that's a gift that we can give to other people. But Tom, I also want to spend some time today talking about how we can get that for ourselves if we don't have somebody else 
giving us that gift in our lives, how do we tell ourselves a better story, raise our own expectations for ourselves? Absolutely, Kevin. I can tell you that it started early with that. Uh, many people are familiar with him know his Ho Those Beans stories. When he was a child, uh, six, seven years old, his job was to hoe the beans out in the garden they had to get all the weeds out of it. And of course, the story goes, he hurried through it and uh, his mama came over to inspect it. And she kind of tilted her head and gave him that look that said, this isn't good enough. And she said to him, son, we got to lick this calf over again. And of course, dad said, well, if you don't know what that means, that means you're underprivileged. But what it means in old Mississippi language is you got to do this job over. And she said, mama, he said, mom, I hadn't been licking no calf. I've been hoeing these beans. And she said, well, you got to do it over again. And then she looked at him and said, now, son, for most boys, this would be okay. But you're not most boys. You're my boy. And so he learned at the early age that the expectations were high, but the criticism was always on the performance, not on the performer. And I think that's where we get in trouble. You know, we, we want to set a high standard. We want to, you know, we want to say we can do better, we can do more. And then when we give us our, our negative self-talk, we, we criticize ourselves, our character, our behavior, rather than the performance. And so what I tell people is, when you look back at a task or a job or a project you had and it didn't go according to plan, instead of criticizing yourself, oh, I can never do that, I'll always screw it up, instead of saying that, look back at the project objectively and say, did I allow myself enough time? Did I call in the experts? Did I get help early enough in the, in the situation to really make a difference? And if you look at the performance areas instead of you as the performer, then you can really change that output. And then I remember, Kevin, when I came to work as, at the company, Dad had just come out with his book, Raising Positive Kids in a Negative World. And he took this whole message, and there was a piece of artwork, and what it was is it was a little boy with a big old marker, right? And he's on the living room wall. He's painted this mural, and it's obviously a disaster, right, because now they've got to repaint or whatever. But the message underneath it was, do you see the mess or do you see the masterpiece? And so, I mean, we're created for incredible things. And occasionally, because of lack of direction or not knowing any better, we create a mess. But it doesn't change the fact that we have all the ingredients within us to do amazing things. And so people who inspire others to do more and have more and be more, they look at the people's potential and they realize, wait a second, just like in the story with Jaime Escalante, this child maybe had never given the right kind of direction or input. And he saw it in him. He saw it in all his kids. That's why he got such great results. And when you start telling people, I believe in you, you can go to the next level. Then you get surprised by their level of performance. Well, and that is, I mean, what you're saying, I think it's most people when they really get honest with themselves to believe that there is more within them. Like you said, the ingredients are in there. I think most of us would say yes, but we still wake up in the morning with a head full of the programming that we've gotten our entire lives, whether that's from our parents, from people uh, at school. And of course, as you know, a lot of times it's a negative 
uh, programming. They're not expectations set very high from us. And we have gone through the machine of, of school and into employment and we found a role and our self image is not that high. And yet we had this desire and maybe even a core belief, but changing that, as you know, is like getting a locomotive started, changing that core belief. I, I, do you feel like there's an aspect of uh, you know, fake it till you make it. I mean, to start walking and acting in those ways to begin with, but also knowing that you're going to, when you, when you raise your expectations, raise your belief and raise your, even your actions, sometimes you're going to get, not only not get encouragement from those around you, you may even get some, you know, criticism, people holding you back because it's threatening. And right. I mean, you hear those stories every day and I don't, you know what, I, I don't want to put you on the spot with this. We didn't rehearse this, uh, but you were just sharing with me last week. You had a group of people in Ziegler headquarters going through the Ziegler Legacy Certification Program, and you had some incredible stories of people testifying, saying, the reason that I am here is because of, and I know a couple of them referenced the book, Zig's book, See You at the Top, and was that a, you know, it wasn't a person, it was in the essence of Zig, though, coming through those pages, believing more for them. Was that part of the testimony there? Yeah, and, and two great stories. One of them was a lady who you're talking about, Ilaria Cello. She's from Italy originally, but in 2005, she got the book See at the Top, and it started to change her. And then only about two months later, she was actually on one of the buses in London that got attacked in that terrorist bombing they had there in 2005. And so she was blown up. She had to learn to walk again. She temporarily lost her hearing. And she said it was the encouragement from that book, the reading of that book, that helped her get through that time. And so if we want to raise the standard, you know, if we want to raise our expectations, raise the bar for what we can do, then the best thing we can do is exactly what she did. And that is to read and listen to inspiring uh, information, information that's going to help us, you know, struggle through the moment. Because when you overcome something like that, it's tough. We had another lady in the class. Her name was Heather Pritchard, and she was telling her story. 22 years ago, she was paralyzed, and as she was going through the recovery, she, her physical therapist took her outside on the walker, and she, had to, she set a goal to walk a little bit further every day to the next driveway, to the next driveway. And then when she went home, she had to continue with the physical therapy, and it was painful and difficult as she learned how to walk again. And she would go out every day at the same time, and she would walk. And every day her goal was to go just one more house. And she told us that the whole neighborhood knew when she was going to walk. And they would all go outside to the curb, and they would be encouraging her and cheering her. And as she would get to their house, they would give her gifts and drinks and candies and little gift, you know, little things like that. And, you know, it makes me realize that not only do we need to put the right stuff into our mind, but we need to associate with the right kind of people people who believe in us and who want us to go to the next level. Well, and so that obviously incredible testimony is somebody who got that encouragement. And I know that you as Ziegler, I mean, the message there is to get what you want, give others what they want. And so one step obviously is to start being that encouraging person for others, expecting more for them. And, uh, you know, and then the other part is reprogramming ourselves. Now, you know, my dad, Dan Miller, I got to watch this. I mean, he was a product of, of Ziegler and I got to watch him do this. There was a point in life. I was a mid to late teen 
where my dad through some uh, less than stellar business decisions really lost it all, did everything but go bankrupt. And he wouldn't do that, but uh, everybody told him he should. And it was a time where he lost everything and had to go out and make a buck. It was in a car and he's a car guy. It was an embarrassment to him to be in this car. Uh, I think it was a Mercury Zephyr, if I remember correctly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so here's the car guy going out. And you talk about tail tucked between his legs and he did not have anybody encouraging him. He didn't have a dad who was encouraging him. He didn't come from that background. And he went out and did what, of course, you guys promote today as Automobile University. He made sure that that tape deck, matter of fact, the tape deck didn't work in the car. He had a portable, anybody old enough to remember the old portable, sitting in the passenger seat, and he was running Zig Ziglar through there. And uh, that was the one he talked about most, of course, but in other folks, making sure that he just kept his motivation and his positive attitude up. So it was really cool to, as a kid to see that, to see that this wasn't something to where some people have it. Some people don't know the, the people that have it, have it because they have worked at instilling it in their mind. So this isn't a pitch to come just uh, buy Ziggler materials, but you should, uh, but to make sure that you've got those positive messages coming in. I mean, we've got to reprogram ourselves to expect more. I mean, that's the story that Zig told of a kid mistakenly getting encouragement. I mean, that's what's so brilliant about it. It was a mistake and it changed his life. Wouldn't it be amazing if we could all receive that mistake that we could walk into the job in the morning and get a uh, you know company president we've never met to come in and encourage us with our success that they were mistaken about. It wasn't us, but to, for us to believe that, how would we react? I mean, you've seen that happen in real life, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. I tell people this. I mean, imagine your first day on the job. You go in and you're kind of nervous. You're kind of scared. And and because you want to please people, you don't know if you're going to fit. You're not doing anything to justify what they're paying you yet because you're brand new. You haven't been trained. And just imagine the first day you come in on the job and you, you walk in and the receptionist says, hey, you know, you're, the big boss wants to see you. Kevin Miller wants to come you to come to his office. And so you walk into the office and Kevin says to you, hey, Tom, sit down for a second. I want to tell you something. So I sit down, and Kevin, you look at me, and you say, Tom, man, we have been waiting our whole life for you to come work here. You are amazing. We did the personality profile. We interviewed you 12 different times. You've met our whole team. We called everybody on your resume. You know, we checked your references. You are perfect for this. You're, you're coachable. You have a great attitude. You're willing to learn. You're a hard worker. That's what we need here. And I tell you what, Tom, if you just keep up the right attitude, if you go out there with the spirit of learning and pitching in and helping and, and thinking of how you can help other people be successful and you keep that right attitude, you're going to be amazing. Well, think about it. If I walk out of that meeting with you, what's, what's happened to me? I tell people I'm now constant. I'm, I'm what's known as elevator dangerous. That means I'm grinning so wide from ear to ear. If I'm on the elevator, somebody gets on, they say, hey, why are you smiling so much? I'll say, I don't know why. I just work at the best place ever. And they'll say, well, what's so great about it? And I'd say, I have no idea. I just started, right? So you raise my expectations. You're the boss. You've given me this hope and this encouragement. You've raised my expectations saying you can do anything. Obviously, my performance is going to be better than if I go in there and you, you know, you strike fear at me and say one mistake and you're out, right? And we have that potential to give ourselves the self-talk every morning the same way. 
we can get up and go, oh, no, it's going to be another one of those days. I hope I don't screw it up this time, right? Or we could get up and maybe even get up just 10 or 15 minutes early. In fact, what I recommend people to do if they want to change the cycle, if they want to change their whole day, the first and best thing you can do is just get up earlier. Get up 15, 20, 30 minutes early and just spend some quiet time envisioning what you want to accomplish. Look at the attitude and the attributes that you want to portray out there and listen to and read the good motivational, inspirational materials. I do this every single day. It sets the tone for the whole day. It changes everything. Dad's quote on this was this. He said, you can make radical changes in minute steps. Zig Ziglar said that. You can make radical changes in minute steps. And all that means is that we look at ourselves today and our performance, and we may not be real happy with where we are. I mean, if we step back and go, you know what? I'm not real happy with this. That's okay. The reason it's okay is because we have the power to change, we can change the input, and we can make these tiny, tiny, minute steps every single day, and over time, radical change will occur. Well, and I'm going to ask, uh, for those of you who are watching us live, if anybody has a personal testimonial, just something brief that you could put in there and share with us on how you literally changed your beliefs, expectations for yourself uh, it doesn't have to be from a Ziegler product from any way. What did you do? Uh, I'd love to share that with everybody. Cause yeah, what you're saying, Tom is an aspect of, it made me think of working out, right? If we want to lose weight, build muscle, we know it's going to be a long haul of daily deposits in doing that to see the results. And yet we, when we're talking about the mind, we don't tend to take that on. And yet that was my testimony, being a kid who grew up getting the benefit of going to Zig Ziglar seminars and other peers of, of Zig and seeing that these guys were not born having all that they have today, believing all that they did today. They were the ones who did just like you talked about. They just got up earlier and went through, made these deposits daily and other people don't. And it's still the same thing every day. And I think it's such a myth that people don't understand that it is just the people who did those little steps. Matter of fact, I remember you'll appreciate this. I remember seeing, it was a long time ago, Anthony Robbins, Tony Robbins, one of the, one of the most well-known speakers and presenters in the motivational world as well. And he said, and he got in, and I've seen him do this before. He got pretty frustrated with himself. I mean, he was on a soapbox and he said, you know what? He said, a lot of people, they think that this is just who I am, that all this stuff that I preach that I just wake up this way. He says, I'm not, I'm just like you. And I have relational problems in my life. And I've had financial problems and I have things that get me down and I wake up often in the morning and he said, my self image is nowhere. And so I go up into my bath bathroom, get in front of the mirror and I do these mantras, the same cheesy, corny stuff that I tell you guys to do. I do it. He says, I have to, otherwise I can't get out of bed, get dressed and then get in front of the camera or the recorder or on stage and do this stuff either. I mean, I am just a product of it. Like you are, please do the work. It was one of the most impacting things I ever heard him say. Cause he wasn't up there saying, Hey, I've arrived. I can tell you how to do it. Right. Just exactly. Of course, that's what Zig started every presentation with. Yep. And dad had his own self-talk card and we included it. Uh, we've probably given away hundreds of thousands of self-taught cards through the years. It was in all of our programs. And, you know, it's it's just that idea of the, the message we tell ourselves is what's going to come out. It, it changes everything. Yep. 
Well, this is one that uh, this is something that people have to take to heart and commit to. I mean, if this is going if your self-talk is going to change, if your expectations for yourself are going to change, you're going to have to invest in it and commit to it. We all know that. So that's, if nothing else from today, I want to get that out on the table, that this is something, whatever you do, whether it's uh, with, with people and accountability, you're going to have to get some of that input coming into your ears. But then of course, as Zig would say, start giving it to other people too. I mean, Tom, is that, uh, do you see that that aspect, give that away is a good way to get it into yourself? You know, I, I think about dad and his, his career, and um, I remember him coming home off of trips. And it would be like a three-day trip, four-day trip. He'd spoken three times in four days. He'd come in physically exhausted, but emotionally supercharged, right? And I was wondering, at 75 years old, how does somebody do that at this stage of their life? And then... Years later, I'm out there and I have the same kind of week. I come home, I'm physically exhausted and I'm emotionally supercharged. And I'm like, wow, that used to happen to dad. What is that? And then I remembered what it was. First is I had to study and prepare. In other words, I spent all this time creating information that I would go and share and teach. Right. I was studying to help other people. And so doing that actually lifted me up. And then when I went out to speak it, when you speak something, the audience isn't the only one that hears it. It's you as well. Right? So I heard it. And then after speaking it, when we're done, people come up from the back of the room or the sides, you know, you're getting ready to leave. And they come up and they say, wow, that message meant so much to me. Thank you so much. And so you're actually hearing it again in the third way, right? And so when we prepare to lift ourselves up and as part of that process, we make it a point to go out and lift somebody else up. Then we get that double whammy. So that's why, you know, that was, that was part of dad's secret is he knew that if he was going to have an impact, he had to lift himself up. And then, but when he did that, he was better able to lift others up. And then when he did that, it came back to him again. So it's just, you know, I don't know how to say it, but it's just this triangle of support that never stops. Well, I hope that you guys hear that and that that is value to your day today. Um, this, just to let you guys know, this again is happening live right now on Facebook at ZigglerShow.com. And people are commenting here in the comments. You can share this with other people. Now, this is recorded and this is what is put in iTunes. And if you go into iTunes, search for Zig Ziglar, you'll see this. We've got two posts up now that we have revived this uh, podcast as well. And the downloads are just increasing by the thousands, literally. So thank you. Uh, if you find value in these, share it with somebody else as well. But we really invite you to come here Mondays, 1 p.m. Central Time and talk. And Tom, I think for next week's show, I'd really like to lead with a question and get some discussions going here on Facebook, because that is what we want to do. Not just present a message, but have a discussion and talk with you and see how are you or how are you struggling in applying these principles to your life. Tom, brother, always a pleasure to do this with you and an honor. And uh, it feels like we uh, we're here with your dad and getting to take these messages and make them relevant and vibrant today, right, right here, right now. Thanks, brother. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back with you next week. Thanks for tuning in to The Ziggler Show. Sign up for new show alerts at ZigglerShow.com. 
you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. 